Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Bible. Here we study the Bible. and We aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. And by the grace of God, we have done 25 books of the Bible. Today, we shall complete our 26th book, which is the book of Ezekiel. And uh, it's been a long book. But by the grace of God, we have gone through it, and we've learned quite a number of things. And um, I thank you for always taking time to study. If you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, I ask you to please visit our website, Bible In-Depth Network. You'll find everything about um, the podcasts that you could find. You can also check all podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, you name it. You will find all these episodes there. And as you listen, you open your heart and let the Lord speak because there is no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. If you want God to speak to you, he will speak to you. And uh, today I want us to continue or complete the book of Ezekiel. We stopped at chapter 44 yesterday. So today I'll continue with chapter 45. And uh, it starts by saying, And when you divide by lot the land for inheritance, you shall offer an allotment to the Lord. A holy portion of the land, the length shall shall be the length of 25,000 cubits. Remember, we spoke about this uh, yesterday, about a cubit. A cubit is believed to be the distance from your elbow to the tip of your finger. And uh, that we got to see that a cubit is one and a half feet. Yeah. So now, when they are telling them here that, uh, telling him here that the length of this portion of land should be 25,000 cubits. That's about 37,500 feet. Yeah. And the width, he is told, shall be about 20,000 cubits. And when you get into the computation, that is about 30,000 feet. So he's given a space of 30,000 feet by 37,000 feet. That is a distance or space or area that they've been told they will measure off as an allotment to the Lord, and that's a holy portion to the Lord. It will belong to the Lord. It shall be holy within all its boundary about. Out of this, there shall be for the holy place a square round about 500 by 500 cubits, yeah, and 50 cubits for its open space round about. From this area, you shall measure a length of 25,000 cubits and a width of 10,000 cubits. And it shall be the sanctuary, the most holy place. It shall be the holy portion of the land. It shall be for the priests, the ministers of the sanctuary, who come near to minister to the Lord. And it shall be a place for their houses and a holy place for their sanctuary an area 25,000 cubits in length and 10,000 in width it shall be for the Levites, the ministers of the house, and for their possession, cities to dwell in. You shall give the city 
possession of an area 5,000 cubits wide and 25,000 cubits long, alongside the allotment of the holy portion, it shall be for the whole house of Israel. Here, of course, um, the distances given or the areas given are specifically for the ministry and for um, the Lord. Of course, here, the Levites or the priests get part of that because as we looked at yesterday and as we looked at even earlier in the books of uh, Deuteronomy, and uh, they, they, they didn't get any allotment to them and numbers. We saw that for them, since their purpose or job was to minister, it was clear that they were supposed to pick their inheritance from that which belongs to the Lord. So even when they would bring the offerings, they would pick from that because it belonged to the Lord. They didn't get an inheritance and uh, they had to pick from the Lord because they were fully serving, fully waiting for offerings to come. Full-time ministry, that's what they did. Of course, um, there is big discussion today about the tithe and about preachers and how it should uh, what it should, it should do, what's the purpose. Of course, you cannot take out the fact that those who do minister um, get, since they spend time in ministry, they spend all the time in ministry, then from that which is brought is where they get their living to take care of their families and all. But then that does not imply that you do sit, just sit down and you don't work because even sometimes uh, we, we don't spend all that much time doing ministry. Sometimes you're just there seated at the church doing nothing. You don't have people you're praying for and you wait for them in the evening. So all that time that you take, you can start something. Yeah, You know, Paul uh, told us there, uh, being a tent maker, you don't, waste, uh, you don't waste time. You do something, then minister later. Because um, it's very important for you not to weigh down the believers that Paul told us. So go do Make use of your hands. When you're praying to the Lord that bless me, bless me, he needs to bless something that you've done with your hands. What will be, Where will the blessing show if there's nothing you're doing? Yeah. So, yes, as much as there's that care that should come from the church and uh, taking care of you as a minister, you also have to get out and work. These people had no possession. For us, we have possessions. Yeah? These people had nothing for them. It was totally all the time bringing offerings. Nowadays, there's no need to cut a bull or whatever it is. So, there's still time for us to minister. Set a time. Plan, plan your time. And let um, people be served as you also work. I know it's a sticky issue. But it's also one thing to talk about. We have a generation of young people who don't want to work, but rather say we are ministers. And they end up weighing down the congregation. So you should start to work. As you minister, it's very possible. Yeah, It's just a matter of how you plan your time. Then it goes on in verse 7 and says, He now gives a portion for the prince. The prince shall have land on either side of the holy allotment and the property of the city. Adjacent to the holy allotment and the property of the city on the west side toward the west and on the east side toward the east and in the length comparable to one of the portions from the west border to the east border. This shall be his land 
for a possession in Israel. So my princes shall no longer oppress my people, but they shall give the rest of the land to the house of Israel according to their tribes. That says the Lord God, enough, you princes of Israel. Put away violence and destruction and practice justice justice and righteousness. Stop expropriations from my people, declares the Lord. Of course, the princes being the leaders, they were oppressing people. They were violent, taking away things of the needy. And he was telling them, do not do that. Do that which is right. You shall have just balances, a just ephah and a just bath. The ephah and the bath shall be the same quantity, so that the bath will contain a tenth of the homer and the ephah a tenth of a homer. Their standard shall be according to the homer. The shekel shall be 20 jeras, 20 shekels, 25 shekels, and 15 shekels shall be your money. This is the offering that you shall offer. He tells them how they shall offer, what they shall offer. A sixth of an effort from a homer of wheat, a sixth of an effort from a homer of barley, the prescribed portion of oil, namely a bath of oil, a tenth of the bath from each core, and one sheep from each flock of two hundred from the watering places of Israel for a grain offering, for a burnt offering, and for peace offerings to make atonement for them, declares the Lord. All the people of the land shall give to this offering for the prince in Israel. So, he's saying, um, you shall also give uh, to the prince or the leader. Yeah, You shall spare something for them. And uh, it shall be the prince's part to provide the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the drink offerings at the feasts, and on the new moons, and on the Sabbath, at all the appointed feasts of the house of Israel. He shall provide the sin offering, the grain offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offering to make atonement for the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, in the first month, on the first of the month, you shall take a young bull without blemish and cleanse the sanctuary. The priest shall take some of the blood from the sin offering and put it on the doorposts of the house, on the four corners of the ledge of the altar and posts of the gate of the inner court. Thus you shall do on the seventh day, on the seventh month, for everyone who goes astray or is naive, so that you shall make atonement for the house. In the first month of the fourteenth day of the month, you shall have the Passover, a feast of seven days. Unleavened bread shall be eaten. Now, this, this what is being spoken of, we've already read of. They were told straight from the days of Moses about what to do. This comes as a reminder. On that day, the prince shall provide for himself and all the people, he continues to say, and all the people of the land a bull for a sin offering. During the seven days of the feast he shall provide as a burnt offering seven bulls, seven rams without blemish on every day of the seven days and male God for a daily for a sin offering. This the high priest had to do straight from uh, the earlier books that we read. Yeah. He shall provide as grain offering and a bull and a with the ram and a hin of oil with Ephah in the seventh month on the fifteenth day of the feast, he shall provide like this seven days for the sin offering, the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the oil. Chapter 46, they continue to talk about the prince's offerings. Thus says the Lord God, the gate of the inner court facing east shall be shut the six working days, but it shall be opened on the Sabbath day and opened on the day of the new morn. The prince shall enter by way of porch of the gate from outside and stand by the post 
of the gate. Then the priest shall provide his burnt offering and his peace offering, and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate and then go out. But the gate shall not be shut until evening. The people of the land shall also worship at the doorway of that gate before the Lord on Sabbaths and on new moons. Remember the Sabbath was the day they set aside and uh, they were told this is your day of worship. This is the day where you go before God and pray. Yeah, And here there is emphasis that is put on this day. Verse 4, the burnt offering which the prince shall offer to the Lord on the Sabbath shall be six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. And the grain offering shall be an ephah for the ram, the grain offering with the lambs as much as he is able to give, and a hin of oil with an ephah. For on the day of the new moon he shall offer a young bull without blemish. Also six lambs and a ram who shall be without blemish shall provide a grain offering, an ephah for the bull, an ephah for the ram, and with the lambs as much as he is able. Yeah? And when the prince enters, he shall go by the porch, by the way of the porch of the gate, and go out by the same. But when the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed feast, who, he who enters by the way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of south. Of course, these are, are rules or instructions that are given to these people in which way they have to uh, follow and how they have to move. And he tells them on how to do it. And he who enters by the way of the south shall go out by the way of the north. No one shall enter by the way of the gate which he entered, but shall go straight out. When they go in, the prince shall go in among them. And when they go out, he shall go out. At the festivals and the appointed feasts, the grain offering shall be an ephah with a bull and an ephah with the ram. And with the rams, as much as one who is able to give, is told, and a hin with oil, and when the prince provides a freewill offering, a burnt offering, or peace offerings as a freewill offering, the gate shall, the gate facing east shall be opened for him, and he shall provide his burnt offering and peace offerings as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go out, and the gate shall be shut after he goes out. And you shall provide a lamb a year old without blemish for a burnt offering to the Lord daily. This one, they had, the high priest, had to make sure there is a sacrifice made daily, this burnt offering of a lamb, a year old, without blemish. That was key, that it is without blemish. Yeah, Morning by morning, you shall provide it. You shall also provide a grain offering with it morning by morning. A sixth of an ephah, a third of a hin, a grain offering to the Lord continually by perpetual ordinances. This they were told even earlier when we were reading in the days of Moses that they had to offer it every morning. Thus they shall provide the lamb, the grain offering, and the oil morning by morning for a continual burnt offering. Thus says the Lord, if the prince shall gives a gift out of his inheritance to any of his sons, it shall belong to his sons. It is their possession by Inheritance. The priest here is given since they don't have much, since they don't work much, since all they do is to minister to the Lord, he is told that you have the right to transfer any of your inheritance to your sons or your children, and it shall be rightful to do because that is your 
inheritance. But if he gives a gift from his inheritance to one of his servants, it shall be his until the year of liberty. Yeah, And uh, they are told, then it shall return to the prince. Uh, if you decide that you're not going to give it to your family, but you're giving it to your servant, hmm? in that year of liberty, which we read of it's the 50th year, huh? Uh, remember Leviticus 25.10 said, And ye shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land. And to all the inhabitants thereof it shall be a jubilee unto you. And you shall return every man unto his possession. And you shall return every man unto his family. So if he has given it to a servant who is not part of the family, to them, that year of jubilee, you return. Yeah, You have to take it back to the prince. Yeah. The one who will be there, it goes back to him. His inheritance shall be only his sons, it shall belong to them. If you've given it to your family, then it belongs to you. The prince shall not take from the people's inheritance. Thrusting them out of their possession, he shall give his sons inheritance from his own possession so that my people will not be scattered, anyone from his possession. So he tells the prince, you are not supposed to go and tell people to uh, give you their spaces. Because that belongs to them. You don't get out and start claiming uh, that you give me your land. No. It belongs to them. It's theirs. God does not take away from them because they need it. For him he has provided for you. And these days there are people who do all sorts of prophecy. God has told me, give me your land. Hmm? If God is, has sent you, he will provide for you. Believe that he will provide for you. So here they are telling the, the prince that no, that belongs to the people. Yours belongs to you. Then he brought me through the entrance which was at the side of the gate in the holy chambers for the priest which faced the north. And behold, there was a place at the extreme rear towards the west. He said unto me, this is the place where the priest shall boil the guilt offering and sin offering. And uh, he tells them, bake the grain in order that they may not bring them out into the outer court to transmit holiness to the people. Then he brought me out into the outer court and led me across the four corners of the court. And behold, in every corner of the court, there was a small court. In the four corners of the court, there were enclosed courts, 40 cubits long and 30 wide. These four in the corners were the same size. There was a row of masonry round them, and four of them and boiling places were made under the rows about them. Then he said to me, these are the boiling places where the ministers of the house shall boil. The sacrifices of the people. Chapter 47. Then he brought me back to the door of the house. And behold, water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east. For the house faced the east. And the water was flowing down from under from the right side of the house from the south of the altar. And he brought me out by the way of the north and led me around to the outside of the outside gate by the way which faces it. And behold, water was trickling from the south side. So, he's seeing water coming from all ends. Yeah? Coming from below. When the man went out toward the east with a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits and led me through the water, reaching water reaching the ankles. And he again he measured a thousand and led me through the water, water reaching the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water water reaching the loins again he measured a thousand and it was a river that could not ford 
for the water had risen enough water to swim in and a river that could not be forded. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me back to the river, the bank of the river. Now when I had turned, behold, on the bank of the river there were many trees and on one side and on the other. Then he said to me, these waters go out toward the east region and go down into Arabah. Then they go toward the sea and being made to flow into the sea and the waters of the sea become fresh. It will come about that every living creature which swims in every place where the river goes will live. This water that flows from the temple would, as is shown, or from this area that has been allotted to the Lord, when this water touches things, they get life. When it gets into the seas, they become fresh. And here he continues and says, when this water, it will come about that every living creature which swims in every place where the river goes will live. Of course, we know that with God, everything comes to life. He's the one who gives that life-giving water. Yeah? And there will remain very many fish for these waters go there and others become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. Where the grace of God is, where the touch of God is, everything comes to life. And this is uh, something that is being to show, shown to him here as in the category of a river that has come out of flowing. But even in our daily lives, we need to know that that which God shall touch will come to life. Everything that God touches comes to life. That water, that uh, water that comes, that spring, that flows, it flows with life. So touch that and you shall have life. And it will become about that the fishermen will stand beside it from Engedi to Enaglaim. There will be a place for the spreading of nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea. Very many, but its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. By the river on its bank, or on the side and on the other, will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruits will not fall. They will bear every month because their water flows from the sanctuary, and their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for healing. The reason that they don't dry, the reason that they don't wither, is because the water flows from the sanctuary. That which flows from the Lord, that which comes to you from the Lord, that does not run out. It's always hopeful. It's always filled with life. And you need to touch on that and receive life. Thus says the Lord God, this shall be the boundary by which you shall divide the land for inheritance among the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph shall have two portions. You shall divide it for inheritance, each one equally with the other. For I have I swore to give it to your forefathers, and this land shall fall to you as an inheritance. This shall be the boundary of the land on the north side, from the great sea by the way of Hethloth, to the entrance of Zedad, Hamath, and uh, Damascus. The boundary shall extend from the sea at the border of Damascus and to the north of Hamath. This is the north side. The east side between Haras, Damascus, Gilead, and the land of Israel shall be the Jordan. Yeah, The south side shall extend from Tamar, and uh, to the great sea, this is toward the south. So you shall divide this land among yourself according to the tribes of Israel. You shall divide it by lot of an inheritance 
among yourself and among the aliens who stay in your midst, who bring forth sons in your midst, and they shall be to you as a native born among the sons of Israel. They shall be allotted an inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. And the tribe in which the alien stays there, you shall give him his inheritance, declares the Lord. Now, this is division of the land to the tribes that is being highlighted here that happened. We shall close with the last chapter of this book. That's chapter 48. Now, these are the names of the tribes from the northern extremity beside the way of Hethlon, as far as Hazarinan at the border of Damascus. Yeah? Dan, one portion. Beside the border of Dan, from the east to the west, Asher, one portion. Beside the border of Asher, from the east to the west, Naphtali, one portion. Beside the border of Naphtali, from the east to the west, he says... Manasseh, one portion. Beside the border of Manasseh from the east side to the west side, Ephraim, one portion. Beside the border of Ephraim from the east to the west, Reuben, one portion. Beside the border of Reuben from east to the west, Judah, one portion. And beside the border of Judah from the east side to the west shall be allotment. We shall set apart 25,000 cubits in width and the length like one of the portions from the east side to the west side. And the sanctuary shall be in the middle of it. The allotment you shall set apart to the Lord shall be 25,000 cubits and 10,000 in width. Of course, these were allotments that were done. Of course, Ezekiel is seeing them as they happened uh, while he is taken in the spirit from the position of exile in Babylon. Verse 10, the holy allotment shall be for these, namely, this one we've already looked at. The holy allotment shall be for these, namely, for the priests, toward the north, 25,000 cubits in length, toward the west, 10,000, toward the east, 10,000 in width, toward the south, 25,000 in length, and the sanctuary shall be in the middle. That's the temple, yeah, that they're talking about, or the tabernacle, then, that they're talking about. It shall be for the priests who are sanctified of the sons of Zadok, who have kept my charge, who did not go astray when the sons of Israel went astray, as the Levites went astray. It shall be an allotment to them, from the allotment of the land, a most holy place by the borders of the Levites. Alongside the border of the priests, the Levites shall have 25,000 cubits in length and 10,000 in width. The whole length shall be 25,000 and 10,000. Moreover, they shall not sell or exchange any of it or alienate this choice of land for it's holy to the Lord. Yeah, so they are given. Of course, they fell. At one point, the Levites were nowhere to be seen, but... This is being told to Ezekiel, being reminded that, hey, this is the order that I want. Yeah, The reminder, 5,000 cubits in width and 25,000 in length shall be for common use for the city, for the dwellings, and for the open spaces, and the city shall be in its midst. These shall be its measurements, the north 4,500, south 4,500, east 4,500, west 4,500. The city shall be open, shall have open spaces on the north 250, south 250, east 250, west 250 cubits. The remainder of the land shall be a holy allotment, 10,000 east, 10,000 west, and it shall be alongside the holy allotment. And it shall pro- produce, and its produce shall be food for the workers of the city. The workers of the city out of the tribes of Israel shall cultivate it. The whole allotment shall be 25 by 25,000. And you shall set that apart, the holy allotment, a square for the property of the city. And here is told of the portion for the prince. We looked at that. The remainder shall be for the prince, 
uh, on the one side and on the other holy allotment in front of the 25,000 on the east-west that shall be for the prince and the holy allotment and sanctuary of the house shall be in the middle of it, exclusive of the property of the Levites and the property of the city, which are in the middle of that which belongs to the priest. Everything between the border of Judah and the border of Benjamin shall be for the prince. Then they also talk about the portions for the other tribes. As for the rest of the tribes, from east to west, Benjamin one portion, and Simeon one portion, Issachar one portion, Zebulun one portion, Gad one portion. And uh, we are also told that this is the land which you shall divide by lot to the tribes of Israel for an inheritance. And these, there are several portions, declares the Lord. The city gets now are being talked of as we conclude this chapter. These are the exits of the city. On the north side, yeah, 45,000 cubits by measurement, shall be the gates of the city named for the tribes of Israel. Three gates toward the north, the gate of Reuben, one, the gate of Judah, one, the gate of Levi, one. On the east side, 45,000 cubits shall be three gates, the gate of Joseph, one, the gate of Benjamin, one, the gate of Dan, one. On the south side, 45,000 cubits, 45,000, 4,500 cubits by measure shall be three gates. The gate of Simeon, one. The gate of Issachar, one. The gate of Zebulun, one. On the west side, 4,500 cubits shall be three gates. The gate of Gad, one. The gate of Asher, one. The gate of Naphtali, one. The city shall be 18,000 cubits round about. And the name of the city from that day shall be. Wait for the name. The Lord is there. That will be the name of that city. The Lord is there. At this point that Ezekiel is seeing these, we are talking the lost tribes. Israel had already been assimilated when Assyria came and took over the, uh, the northern kingdom of Israel, which had the ten tribes. They are lost. They are gone. You can't trace them. They've already been mixed up. Judah is already in exile at that point. They've also started assimilations and mix up. But now Ezekiel is seeing something that everything shall be back in order at one day and at one point. And the name of the city shall be the Lord is there. And this is something he saw and it will be fulfilled. It would be sin come to pass. And uh, that marks the end of the book of Ezekiel. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for speaking to us. We thank you for your revelation. And we pray a blessing upon us in our work, in the things we do, in the ministry we do. And may you bless us and prosper us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.